Welcome back to episode two of The Insight, the behind the scenes of the Eventful Lives podcast. Dodge, how's your week been, mate? It's been a mad week this week. Every, I keep saying that every week, to be fair, but if we're going to go on what's happened this week, we've had two guests in this week. Two recordings. Two yeah. recordings. One come down from Manchester called Daryl Laycock and another one yesterday called Dom Negus. Yeah. <sighs> two big guys as well. Yeah, two big, <laughs> yeah. Um, Daryl was an interesting one. Grew up in Moss Side in Manchester in the 80s and 90s and spent a lot of time in prison. Yeah, in I think those about half, he spent half his life in prison. Yeah. Yeah, and he's now obviously sort of dealing with it all i think that was quite clear when we met him he was uh very emotional wasn't yeah, it going through it but he was he was uh he was speaking about his life and back then in the 80s and 90s what it was like in moss side and moss side i used to go up to uh man city away with the west ham fans oh, really? and you have to walk through moss side to get to the old main oh road. did you yeah the old, the old city stadium, yeah and it? it was really really rough you know that was in the 90s when he was one of the main faces in that whole gangland warfare they were having up there with uh, his gang versus the other gang just on a postal code warfare and machine guns and it's a different world, it yeah. was a different world like and he was saying you know he was saying like what went on back then it was free for all it was dangerous and you know a lot of it was around drugs and women and violence and craziness like stuff that you just look at and think how on earth are you still alive and it was interesting mm. Josh because he was like 30 of his mates are dead yeah over the years i think as soon as i saw him you could he's a definitely a character from the minute you look at him mm. but then when we sat down and spoke to him for i think it was about two hours mm. we spoke to him you really unravel what's inside and what's going on in his head and it's yeah. a a really full-on lifestyle that he'd been living and is now trying to get through yeah. i think well he's carrying a lot of pain mm. you know yeah. things that have happened to him and happened to his family and what he'd done to people and taxing drug dealers that means taxing drug dealers basically means going robbing drug dealers for their money and for their drug like wow yeah that's ballsy wow and you know people yeah. being shot left right and centre up in Manchester in those days it was uh, it was quite a quite a, a, a surreal conversation for a couple of hours yeah Definitely. And that wasn't even, that was just the start of the week. That was the start of the week. <laughs> Jesus, that's, welcome to Monday. That, that's what our weeks are like, people. <laughs> and it, yeah. It yeah, was yeah. good. And then I think later in the week we had uh, Dominic Negus, wasn't we it? Yeah, Dom Negus in. But before we get there, talk about, the, I'm interested in the, what happened? England. England oh, yeah, Scotland. The, the footy, yeah, I did watch the Was football. that Monday night or Tuesday? I think it was Tuesday night. I think so. Yeah, England, Scotland. Uh, bit of a rivalry, isn't it? Well, it's been a rivalry for yeah. hundreds of years, like really it's naughty rivalry. Definitely was a bit of a Larry game. I don't know. Mm. It, well, I think Bellingham was getting a bit of mouth with a few of the older Scottish players. Yeah. He's a talent. Jesus. He Mate, up. he's just signed for Real Madrid. And I think he scored or set up goals in all of his games so far. Scored on his debut. He's gone from like, he's an English talent. He's 20 years old. How, yeah, Dylan, how old is he, is he Dylan, is he 20? Uh, he's 20 yeah he is 20 Jude Bellingham and he just signed for Real Madrid and before that he was what Borussia Dortmund in Germany yeah so he's 20 years old uh, went from Birmingham to uh, Dortmund and then yeah straight to Real Madrid which is yeah, just mad fair play to my him. god do you, know how much you, do you know how much he got sold for how much he went for I think it was in the 120 odd mil region 133 million euros my god 133 million euros on your, imagine that weight on your shot and he's tearing it yeah up. but he's got no he's fear whatsoever no his ball skills his balance his vision he's literally got everything height head skills shot mm. yeah I, I was in I, awe um, I'd love to have him in the Premier League it's a shame that he's been playing he was going to move to Liverpool 
He was going to Liverpool, apparently. Apparently, yeah, he's good mates with a lot of the. Boys but it was always lovely to beat the. Uh, always loved to beat Scottish. Scots. Yeah. yeah, mate. I think we're two 0 up, and then. Do you know what I feel sorry for? Ah, uh, yeah, I know exactly what you're going to say. I feel sorry for Maguire. Yeah. What are your thoughts now, Maguire? As soon as I saw the goal, I literally I put my head in the back of the chair. I was like, oh my gosh, really? Yeah. I just I do. I do feel bad for him. And he was obviously going to be coming to our club, West Ham. Mm. There was rumours of it this summer, which I actually think... I would have taken him. I, I would have taken yeah. him. I think, um, I think the best thing he can do with all this scrutiny is to move to a, a, a smaller club. I don't want to say that, but you know, he needs a step back from... He, listen, he's been stripped from United captaincy. He's not starting uh, for the club anymore at all. And he's only really in the England team because of seniority. Mm. So I find it mad how you don't play for your club, you're on the bench, and all of a sudden you got an England you've got an England call up, and you got an England cap, and fair play to uh, Southgate sticking and being loyal because if he got pulled out of the England squad and he's sitting on the bench for United and United don't want to and United are trying to get rid of him, imagine how you'll feel. Well, you're on, gonna on, feel on that subject, Southgate's come under a lot of scrutiny in the press at the minute, um, especially for picking Harry Maguire, and there's calls for him to kind of get going and on to the next one. I mean, there was suggestions of Pep. Do you guys do you guys think that Southgate should stay on for the next hundred percent? Yeah. Oh yeah. 100%. I, I know what you're getting on about. That people are saying that Pep's going to come hey, on and gonna manage be, England. There's going to be talk everywhere. Gareth Southgate has done a wonderful job. I he's imagine. a loyal. He gets it, and he's brought that whole squad together for years. I watched in England, mate. There was there was managers there who didn't bring the squad together. Even the even the United boys and the Liverpool boys, they would all just be separate. Gareth Southgate has brought everyone together. Everyone singing the national anthem. There was years when. Out of a squad of, of on the park there of 11, there would be like three people singing an anthem. Mm. Now everyone's singing. You know, they've got the country behind them. We've got, it's probably one of the most talented teams I've seen it's in a golden my lifetime yeah. since Frankie Lampard, uh, Rio Ferdinand, Stevie G, all those wonderful players we had. Um, Teddy Sheringham, Shearer, all of that, all of those years we had these amazing players and we never fight and we never really won anything. We got as far as we could. But this generation of players it, coming man. through. I think he can. I think the team mm. is the best in, in any tournament. Top three teams. Mm. It just needs. We just need that push, mate. We yeah. just need to get. We need that belief to line. get it over over the line. Absolutely. So nearly had it as well. And I feel sorry for Maguire. My point is, I feel sorry for Harry Maguire. He come on as a sub and then scored an own goal. And I just looked at him. I thought, you poor soul. Like you poor. Imagine being that's your son. And you're a dad and a mum watching him play in the stand going, he's had so much stick, getting abused everywhere. And now you've got all the fans singing songs at him for 45 minutes. Every time he got the ball, everyone's like, yeah. what's he going to do, give it away? Or That's Make horrible. a break a lot of people. Yeah, you do feel bad for him, definitely. Yeah. I think he just needs to move, mate. I th I, for his club, I think he needs to move. Cause he just needs but to, to move, that. he's got to take a huge pay drop. And why do you want to do that? And to move, if he went to West Ham and he had a couple of three or four bad games where he went somewhere, the fans would be on his back again. Yeah, so there's no win. He's just a so he might as well stick where cursed, he is. He? Stay where he is. He's on his 200 plus grand. He's not playing. No. What's he on? What's he on a week? So 200 plus grand. Too much, in my opinion. <laughs> well, I think they all. I think everyone. They is are. Really. Uh, yeah, good luck to them all. It's yeah. a short career. Good luck. Have you seen? Um, sorry, mate. Speaking of West, yeah. Jesse Lingard's been training. I don't know if you've seen yeah. this. Yeah, I'll he, take Jesse Lingard back. Yes, please. Hundred. I think he scored like nine goals in sixteen yeah, games great. when he was with us. Yeah. Yes, please. And the World Cup last week. The rugby. Oh, mate, it's great to see. Like we said last week, England Argentina, that is a banana skin. And the way England were playing going into that game, we're like, oh no, oh no. Tom Curry got sent off in the first two minutes. We're down to fourteen men. I don't think he should be sent off personally. 
Really? No. I, I, I honestly, the rules, of, the rules and the laws and whatever, they're just trying to, I don't think that was a bad tackle. I really don't. Um, he was on his feet, his first two minutes in. But anyway, trying to play rugby with 14 men against 15 big lumps from Argentina is a big difficult thing to do, yeah. yeah. I bet. But we come through and it's probably one of the best performances I've seen in the last couple of years, easily. Really? Who have they got next, you know? Um, is it Japan? Japan up next, yep. Yeah, we've got Japan again, another tough game. I'm I, went, massive, I, went, I went to the World Cup in 2019 in Japan. You did? Yeah. You've been to Japan? Yeah. Japan no, is no. a phenomenal country. I've never. For everyone listening, by the way, Dodge always pops up with these countries and goes, oh, I've been here, I've been here. And I'm like, mate, where haven't you been? You must have been all around the world, mate. We've got to do an episode just on where you've been. <laughs> I've done a lot of countries, yeah. But yeah. Japan, mate, a load, load of boys piled out there for the World Cup. And we went, there was a, there was a typhoon. So the England game got cancelled. We meant to go and watch it. A typhoon, I don't know if you've ever heard of a typhoon, but that is scary. Oh, oh the weather, do you mean? Yeah. Yeah, sorry, yeah. I was thinking about the Sushi. plane. The plane. <laughs> Sushi. No, <laughs> no, but actually, in a typhoon, the England game got cancelled on the Friday night. So we all, the whole streets are locked down. You're saying stay mm. in your hotel and you can feel your hotel rocking. But anyway, Japan, I went to see Japan, Scotland out there and it was the night after the typhoon when everyone, a lot of people died. Oh, wow. And the atmosphere in that stadium that night was off the charts. There was like 60,000 people, Japanese, crying because of the typhoon the night before, singing the national anthem. It mm. was... Emotional. It right? was emotional. And it was a brilliant game. And Japan went and won. Oh, that's good. Yeah. But anyway, Japan is like... We're in like 2023 here. Japan is like being in year 4,000. Yeah, it is, isn't it? It is a it's lot so far ahead. advanced. I'd love to go. Yeah. I'd love to go to Before a, you die, or anyone listening, if you get an opportunity to go to Japan, please go and do it. Different cultures. So respectful, no violence, no drugs, uh, no rubbish on the streets, food's amazing, you're not allowed to tip. So if you're going to have a long really? lunch with the lads and you've under quid head or whatever, and you had booze in there and all your food and you walk away and, you, and, it's, and you give 10% tip, we left the tip there and we come running out and this Japanese lady was pulling on the back of my shirt going chasing you. like chasing you going giving it back I was like what are you on about keep really? your tip da, da. they're like no disrespectful so they've like literally the, the country's amazing it's just a different world isn't it yeah. you, uh, do you know what fascinates me over there and I, one thing I really do want to try is the capsule hotels oh, yeah. have you seen them in, in Asia they're basically it's it's a weird way of putting it but it's like a box coffee I've seen it it's a hotel Sod but that. they're very oh, I, I, I like it mate I think it looks really cool it looks cool but I ain't getting caught in a coffin like they're going to kick no it's not a coffin's <laughs> the wrong word no I've seen them on telly like, yeah yeah, yeah there's a pod is the word you're looking for pod is a it pod. Yeah, a pod, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> coffin sorry yeah. but yeah they look brilliant I, I, I'd if I was going to mate they're great Asia, if, you, if you've been on the smash it's four o'clock in the morning you're you like need I need somewhere to kip for the night slot me in a yeah. coffin thing whatever pod or <laughs> You know? Yeah, I get what you mean. I just think they're really, really cool. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. It's definitely something that people need to go and try. But the England uh, England World Cup at the moment in France, great weather, great food. I think they've organised it really well, what I've seen so far. Uh, England, Japan this, this weekend. It's a big one. Yeah, mate. I think they've got the Olympics in France as well coming up, I think so. I think that's where they're holding it next. I watched a, a long TikTok video about it and mm. how they're like draining the entire river in in France to try and make it swimmable because they're trying to do all their swimming events for the Olympics in France in that that main river I don't know what yeah. it's called what's it called sign the river the sign that's river it sign. river sign yeah, that's it. and the um, mayor of of Paris is like the massive project she's trying to do is to basically gut the river 
and redo the entire drainage system in Paris mm. before the Olympics wow. so that they can do all the swimming events in Berlin. In the, in the main centre. Yeah, happy yeah. days. Dom Negus. Dom, yeah. Wow. wow. Dom came in yesterday, Xboxing Pro, Gangland Enforcer. Bare knuckle. Bare boxer. knuckle fighter. Yeah. He's 53 now. He's calmed down a lot, but he's actually doing the bare knuckle boxing in, in London at my, at my pals event at the BKB in November. But yeah. He's, he's got a fight uh, next week as well. Yeah, he's got a fight next week as well. But his big ones. Mate, he's a beast of a man. And someone, you, someone in his heyday, in his 30s and 40s, obviously he wouldn't want to cross, but people sort of got get redemption and realise what they were like in, in their earlier years. But great boxer. He actually fought Audley Harrison at Wembley. Really? In front of millions on TV, yeah. Wow. Yeah, but a, a proper character with lots of, uh, lots of naughty stories. He was on Danny Dyer's most deadliest documentary. Wow. Yeah. yeah he's a, he was a very cool guy. Really, really good, ple- well, pleasure to meet him. Yeah. And I remember I shook his hand at the end of Mate, the interview. Mate, he's got interview. hands like shovels, isn't he? Honestly, my hand went inside. It yeah. just it, it just folded in half. Mm. And I try and have a nice firm handshake, yeah. but he just destroyed my yeah. hand. But yeah, what a guy. Really, yeah. really cool to meet him. And um, and again, you know, Daryl come down from Manchester on a round trip down here in Bournemouth and Dom come from Essex down here in Day. They're, they're tre- treks out. But we, you know, like we say, you know, the reputation of the podcast and on YouTube is flying. We do those wonderful trailer videos for the guests, which they really enjoy. And we just have great convos. You know, they're yeah, I think a lot of the people on the comments recently anyway have been just enjoying the quality really mm. weirdly a lot of people have been asking where you get your jumpers from they I don't do, know don't have you seen it I know all the comments are like does anyone know where Dodge gets <laughs> that teal blue jumper from <laughs> <laughs> I was going to mention it to you but I was like I no know. I see all those comments coming in yeah different jumpers like wow yeah you got a bit of a mm. fashion trend yeah. going on mate well there you go back <laughs> <laughs> to the job I guess George from Asda <laughs> yeah, yeah there you go yeah, what else has been going on with the other businesses then this week, mate? Uh, like I say, it's been busy. Yeah, we've had a busy week. We Obviously, we've got three businesses here from our HQ. You've got the Bournemouth Sevens Festival. You've got the Eventful Loves podcast, as people people know. And we've also got a, a business called The Event Crowd, um, which is an online events course. And we're mm. just, the, the team today, we've got a team there of three, which we're building. Um, we've been trading now for 18 months. Team of four now. Team of four now, yeah. A new guy started today, in fact. Thank you, thank you there, Dylan. A new guy started today called Tristan, who's a who's a creative content creator. Um, and that business is wonderful. It's an online events course. So we've, we brought 40 of the leading industry experts in the events industry, whether you've worked at Glastonbury, Olympics, London Fashion Week, Boardmasters Festival. And they've all done pre-recorded, uh, pre-recorded uh, talks. Um, so people, instead of going to university and spending 27 grand on a degree and it takes you three years we've created an online events course where you can get in the events industry within three months mm. and it only could cost you it only costs you three grand to do this course and you get all our contacts and load all the doors opened mm. and the events industry is the most exciting industry in the world i don't know if you saw in the news this week but i, I saw it there's a there's a group of students now that are actually suing their universities because they are now graduating and this one girl who was on the news walked up for her graduation and she had her cloak on and she opened her cloak out and it said, I, w- I want a refund. Oh, wow. Because she wasn't happy. Good. She she would have started well, 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 three, three to four years ago when the yeah, pandemic 2020, was 2020, And she said yeah. she paid full price. She was um, doing the course from home on her laptop. She barely spoke to her lecturers. Yeah. And that was the same for the second year and the third year it was like 50% in contact. Yeah. And if she was seeing her lecturers, her lecturers were on strike. Yeah. 
and it's like I think it's a massive con. Yeah, I, I, I think know, it's a yeah. rip off, and especially those those that age group have got to be one of the toughest age groups to come through. You're go you're going to uni. You know you're getting yourself fifty thousand pounds worth of debt round your neck when you finish uni. There's no lectures to go to. You're not allowed to go to nightclub and party and get on it. There's like if you go to your lecture, your lecture is probably not there because they're on strike because they're not getting paid. So enough. so yeah, I fit I fit exactly in this category. And an example I can give to you guys is a website called Student Group Claim, which I myself have signed up for. Yeah. Uh, it's a kind of no win, no fee policy. And it's basically, you know, a team of lawyers eventually when they have a certain number of people can take it, you know, take it to court essentially because, you know, I'm in thousands of pounds worth of debt, which in all honesty, I have not had anywhere near that amount. The experience you expected. Anywhere near. No. Worth. But do you know what I find interesting about this whole thing? Is that students, when they're in year one, are going, oh, I'm just in year one. When they finish year one, going into year two, they're going, that year one was a waste of money. They're going into they're year just two. Going to cl they go clubbing. Like they're going into year two <laughs> and they're going, I've got to do year two because I'm pretty, I'm, I'm, I'm a third way in. I, I might as well finish it. But it's only when they finish uni and I chat to hundreds of them, if not thousands of ex students, was that worth 27 grand? Of you being in debt, was it worth fifty grand in debt? Everyone's going. It's not worth the paper it's written on. So you're going to go and um, be a video editor. It takes you three years. What a waste. Yeah, I know. Go and start video editing. Go and work for a company. Go and work for an entrepreneur now and start video editing. You'll learn more by doing that every single day than doing eight lectures a week, and then t told to do a little task and on Zoom as well. It's so outdated. Yeah, it is. Outdated. And, and and if people started to realise how outdated it was, you know, because parents, you know, will say. Go to uni because when I was when I was your age, we all went to uni. Times have changed. Yeah, and I think the other thing is, and from especially from your point of view, which people probably like to know, is like you're an you employ a lot of people, yeah. a lot of people my age, Dylan's age, you know, twenties. You don't really look for that sort of thing when you're employing people anymore. My my, I guess my question is, what do you look for when you're employing someone, and does a degree massively? A degree affect? means nothing to me. Nothing. I've had people come in who have sat in front of me with a degree. I had someone who hasn't sat in front of me with a degree. And I've chosen the one who's hasn't got a degree because they've got the right mindset. They're willing to learn. They're sharp. They're bang on the ball. They're hungry. You know, great attention to detail. You know, all these simple things people forget. Write a good email. They're polite. They're kind. They get bang on. The, they're bang on the ball. If you send them a WhatsApp, they reply straight away. They come to you with ideas. You know, all these things that people forget in business because people go, "You must do business this way. You must do business this way." It's a load of old tosh. And when you say mindset, because obviously you say getting the right mindset, if we go into that one a little bit deeper, what is the right mindset when you're looking for, uh, you know, an entrepreneur? Can-do attitude. The can-do attitude. A can-do attitude, someone who's curious, someone who asks lots of questions, someone who's willing to learn, someone who wants to put the graft in, someone who wants to become the best at what they, they, they currently are. They're currently doing whatever job they're doing. It's a real simple thing. I think it's. I think it's like that's reflective in life in general. If you've got those assets to your personality, hungry, and you're a grafter, you can go into any industry and and do anything and most likely succeed very well. Hungry. If someone's hungry, I'll take that all day long. I can teach them everything else. You know, hungry, willing to learn, open, be like a sponge. They're the things that I look for. Great communication. Hundred mm, percent. You know, as soon as you get that great communication, but this that's seven. That's 75% of the battle, you know, there's a, trying to be a pioneer of something, you know, and I that's... Think, yeah, we're, we're trying to do that even here with the podcast. And um, thankfully, we've had a really good response from it. Um, and even doing the, these new series here with the insight, um, it's been very, very good. And, and you're like I say, evolving is the main thing. 
Yeah, we've been involved. We think we're coming into what two and a half, nearly three years now. The podcast, what it was in year day one to what it is now, is a completely different. The third based. birthday is coming up. Yeah, think, next week. Yeah, really. we're and we I think we're doing a whole episode we on that, aren't we? We are. We're going to do a three-year anniversary episode, just talking through. Uh, the journey from start to finish basically mm. i mean not finish where we are now yeah. i guess but um, it's been a crazy journey it's been really cool and, and we've got even bigger things like uh next week we've got john wedger mm. going on youtube and audio so he's a he's a met officer whistleblower yeah yeah wow he's that, a lot but that's that so i recorded this one five months ago i think four five yeah, months i think ago. we recorded it five six months ago or something and we haven't brought it out yet this is unbelievably powerful He's a whistleblower on the Met Police. So everything they try to hide and put under the carpet, he's brought out to the open. And then you can hear how he gets bullied by the Met Police to keep quiet. Yeah, threatened and... Wow. Know, there's there's a lot of elite, powerful, rich people that he'd obviously had words with. Yeah. Or had had words with him to say, hush, hush, you shouldn't say this, etc. Yeah. And um, that story was just a bit crazy yeah it, <laughs> it was anyone listen to it definitely check out john wedger when that comes up when's that coming that's out that's coming out on wednesday is it yeah i went this wednesday this when or next wednesday next wednesday yeah sorry, okay yeah. but it'll, it'll and be ali there. law come out yesterday ali law dropped yesterday now oh that's, well on wednesday yeah that's getting so, great reviews isn't it yeah ali's a great guy what a lunatic i really enjoyed what it. did he get so he got done he got the, the the army he climbed the tallest building in france the army come the army comes blocked all the roads off and there they had uh, machine guns pointed in his head. Yeah, and that's he, just one of the that's times. That's one of the died. times. And yeah. he's been arrested 50 times for being a madman, doing crazy stunts. He was jumping out of a plane yesterday. I don't know if you saw. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like, as the episode was going live. Check him out. Anyone listening, go and check yeah. out Ali Law on YouTube. Anyway, I think that all wraps it up this week, mate. It's been, a, like you say, a pretty full-on one. Yeah, it's been an eventful one. Yeah, obviously. Always mm. here. Episode two of our Insight, mate. Well done. Yeah, yeah. I've been really enjoying it. I think um, so far everyone's been... Loving it as well, getting a bit more of an insight into, you know, what you think and, and what we've been up to during the week. So, yeah, it's been really, really cool. good. Cool. Good man, Josh. Look forward to uh, next week. We've got a mad next week, in fact. Yeah, no, no well. <laughs> we get Every that. week's getting madder and madder. But, yeah, yeah nice one, All mate. Right, mate. Cheers. Bye. Bye.